You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Oh, it's good to be back. I was amazed how cold it was standing at the airport in Newark and windy Saturday evening. I was like, wow, I knew it was going to be cooler. It had to be cooler because it wasn't 100 degrees here. So uh, it was uh, pretty amazing, but actually kind of welcome. My wife was like... I can't believe you said you're so done with the heat. I said, well, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So Nathan Booz, boy, you don't see this story much anymore. And there's a lot of adoption stories that are really cool because of, like, uh, Ancestry.com is the only one I can think of. And, of course, social media and stuff. And that's kind of what happened to Nathan. He, he knew he grew up, he, that he was adopted. And he wasn't told the name of his biological father. He said, I, it's never crossed my mind that I would ever find my parents. But everything was about to change when his mom noticed a familiar name and profile appeared on Nathan's friends list. Profile belonged to Nathan's biological dad, who happened to be Facebook friends with Nathan as he worked for the same trucking company as him. That's incredible. That must have been. She must have been like, wait a minute. I'll give it. To, I'll give it a day and see if it's still there. Uh, it was just incredible. His birth father was Bob, and uh, he was stunned by the revelation. Of course, there was a lot of questions in Nathan's mind, and he decided to confront Bob with them. His honest answers won over his son when he told him that he was struggling financially and wanted him to leave the best, have the best of everything. He also wanted Nathan to have a father that he would look up to. I think he looks up to this one right now. So maybe if your Father's Day wasn't, you know, a little rocky or a little not there like you kind of hoped, maybe Nathan and his dad and reunion and stuff will uh, make it a little better this morning for you. The Sound of Life. I don't know if they're up yet or not, to be honest with you, but I want to thank the bridge crew. They're out of Delaware. So they accompanied me on my trip to the Dominican Republic, and they are some very, very finest people on the earth is really what they are. It's pretty amazing. It really is. Listening to them all week, they didn't know how I was soaking in their conversations and everything, listening to them talk funny. Being from the South. No, <laughs> anyway. Hey, listen, good morning. I know I really wanted to give a big shout out to them. Uh, and by now, it, it is such big news. It's amazing. And it is an incredible post on Instagram. One of the most incredible, as it turns out, that it generated such a uh, response. And I'm glad it did. He said, uh, with much prayer and deliberation, I have elected to officially retire from the NFL as I endeavor to devote the remainder of my life to the further advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're talking about somebody who's 26 years old, and it was a shock to many NFL fans. He is a starter for the Indianapolis Colts, defensive starter, Kari Willis. And he said, I'm going to retire. He played for three seasons. He's going to devote, as obviously as he said, full-time to ministry. And he has been given an excused absence from team activities. I don't think that would change his mind, really, to focus on a personal matter. And he made up his mind to answer the call of God in his life. That is so incredible, isn't it? You know, when you read it and you see it and you soak it in, it's amazing. I was stunned because I saw the news 
oh, I don't know, a week ago maybe, and then he just kept seeing it again and again in different news sources. And as as Gomer says, I mean, it's true. Shazam. Yeah. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Sound of Life. So I got back from the Dominican Republic on the North Shore, in case you're wondering. Uh, Sisua is a town near Porta Plata where the plane lands. That's a pretty big city. It's over a million people live there. Um, you wouldn't know it to look at the city. You can't tell that. But um, it... Uh, East of there, it has, through the years, um, since the 1930s, you know, people coming there, coming back there, you got the sugar industry, uh, sh- sugar cane industry, all that kind of stuff, people coming for refuge from the Nazis, um, and then coming there because it's cheap, right? And it is turned into a place, really sad place, uh, where people just come because they know they can get their vices really cheap there. And they can stay cheap and all that kind of stuff. And Mike Williams found that out about 15 years ago when he was working uh, in Lakeland, Florida as a comedian and traveling around. And a friend of his said, would you come down at my place in the Dominican over the summer and do the payroll for me for my organization? Would you do that? I'll take care of you, you and your wife, kids, all that. He said yes. And he saw what was happening there. And he grieved because Jesus grieves for, for that situation, and you realized, I've got to nip it in the bud to borrow an expression. You have to start with the children, because once they get her on the streets, then it's too late, or it's very difficult. So I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but that's basically the grassroots effort. He met um, Jack Eason, had his own uh, mission going, and they combined, and that's the where you get the name Crossover Cups. Mission. It was crossover ministries and cups of cold water mission, actually. And now they just call it the Cups Mission, which you can too. And uh, I got to meet Benji while I was there, and he was working on the documentary, which uh, he better work hard on it because it's due to come out live <laughs> on the 27th of, is that August? <laughs> That's what it says. 7 p.m. via live stream on Facebook, the documentary of the Cups mission, and you will certainly laugh and cry and rejoice. One thing you can expect when you go with Mike and you see what God is doing is is to be very emotional. <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, I will post the link on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page, which is cupsdocumentary.com. So naturally, meeting wonderful people. Uh, it's not the type of mission where... I go down. People are always going down from the United States doing work and stuff like that. No, we're really there as radio people uh, or a team associated with radio people. Like I went here and I couldn't go with somebody that actually went in in the winter in January. That's one of the times I go. I couldn't go on that trip because of the COVID thing. It's a long story. But um, so she went down there. Uh, The bridge was there when I was there. They had uh, 10 members that went down and the idea is you can get two suitcases on the plane so one put your clothes in and one put supplies in and i said oh, well i can't you can't ship them ship stuff down the thing when you ship something to a foreign country is you're putting it in their hands okay and anything can happen the ministry may have to go through hoops to get it may have to pay a lot of money things like that when you put it in the airline's hands and you say, this is my suitcase, they it's up to them to get it there, and they will. 
and then you take it, and it works. It's really cool. But that's just a small part of it. But we go to see so we can tell you what is going on there. And right now, what started probably with the community is now in. you got to remember, Sasu is the, the, the resort village or town, city, right on the coast. Okay? The people that work there are in the villages out in the hills. Okay? And so there's about eight of those. And you're talking probably between that's 150 families, maybe 200 families in some of them. It's very difficult to tell. Uh, and he goes in there. And he just starts going there, ministering to the kids. Hey, you kids want to have some fun? Let's gather. And that's what the community center is. Play basketball, organize basketball. Come in there and, and have games. And they're starting their summer project. And uh, Daniel is responsible for teaching the, the people there. They, a lot of them came up in those communities. And they're going to be leading the summer programs. He's teaching 75 people. To be leaders in the programs for this summer. So it's really cool. So if you want to laugh and cry and rejoice and celebrate what God is doing in the Dominican Republic, I highly recommend this. It'll probably be about an hour and a half. It will be released in a recorded version later, but they don't know when yet. But the live version, streaming live on Facebook on August 27th at 7 p.m. All right. And look for the link on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Thanks. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. It is Monday Mug Day. And today is a really easy one. I mean, if you know me, you know it's easy. So it's coming up. You don't have the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug again? With surprise inside? Then I invite you to just stick around for a few for few more minutes. First person on the hotline with the correct answer. Will you get my mug? Okay. Something interesting happened, of course. Uh, police stopped car and said, Ma'am, do you know why I pulled you over? And she was bewildered. She said, I have no idea. And the officer said, Ma'am, you were texting while driving. And she said, No, 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 no. Oh, no. And she held up her cell phone and she said, It's an email. What a dumb thing to do. <laughs> I bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if mom and dad were here. Oh, well, you never know. <laughs> that was mom and dad. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. I've often said watch uh, baseball college World Series going on right now. Boy, Arkansas is proving me wrong. I said they play really great games. I've seen some really great games. People are you know, like, nah, they watch them. I'm sorry to like that. So traveling, it's really hard. But. Um, Oklahoma, the women have, uh, it's not a baseball team, it's a softball team. They play some pretty exciting ball, too. And uh, not a big surprise that University of Oklahoma Sooners women's team won the national championship. I guess what was a surprise was how they celebrated on the field, which, you know, it's a field recording. <laughs> it's a little... Uh, <laughs> stories like that man waking up with a cup of joe i can't stop drinking the coffee i stopped drinking the coffee i've stopped doing the standing and walking and the words putting into sentence doing the sound of life monday mug day and as always on monday mug day the person with the correct answer first person on the hotline 
with the correct answer, you get my mug. Monday Mug Day, always taken from Today in History. Big day in history today. So this is what makes it kind of easy to do and fine, right? So if you don't have the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug, now's your opportunity to get it. The hotline is toll-free, 800-946-1765. June 20th, a day away from the calendared first day of summer. Wow. It was in 1782. You know how hot it was meeting in Philadelphia with the windows closed so people couldn't hear outside? That's what they were doing. But Congress in 1782, all right, so we were a country, just a new country, approved the great seal of the United States. What bird is a symbol on the great seal of the United States? Call it right now. The Cup of Five. 1-800-946-1765. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. All right, it's Monday Mug Day as we go to the hotline, see if anybody wants my mug. I always feel good when somebody calls, you know, like, do you want my mug? Oh, yeah. I love it. So, anyway, good morning. A lot of competition out there. Good morning. Cup of Joe Morning Show Hotline. Who's this? This is Monica. Hey, Monica. I hope you're doing well. I am doing fantastic. How are you guys? I am so good. I'm glad you called and got through this morning. Uh, would you like my mug? I would love it. I love your show so much. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, that's a tough question. 1782, Congress approved the great seal of the United States. There's a bird on it. What's, uh, what is it? The eagle. The eagle is correct. Mine is like, the eagle. And you win my most Welcome. Thank you, Monica, for calling, and thank you for listening. The eagle. Could there be any other bird? A turkey, you say? They thought about it. Thank God we didn't go for that one, huh? A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. I guess I'm a little silly. Uh, feeling good coming back. I knew it would be cooler, but I didn't think I'd get to use my Father's Day sweatshirt. Man, oh man, I was like, "Wow!" Where I was at my daughter's yesterday, it was uh, it was really quite windy, which felt good. It's windy in the Dominican too, if you're on one of the hilltops. But it's more like, thank you, Lord, because I would be dying in the 100-degree heat if it wasn't. So it's pretty amazing. Um, La Union is probably one of the towns, one of the first towns that uh, the ministry started going to with the kids and stuff. A lot of people there uh, work the garbage dump. And, you know, there's places like that all over the world. Uh, and there's, I don't know, any at any given time, 10, 15, 20 people, something like that. So he said, I'm going to get up there with some hot soup. And a cup of cold water. That's where the name of the mission comes from. Cups of cold water in Jesus' name. And I'm going to spread out a table right there. And people who want to eat can eat amidst the smell and the flies. And it is a welcome thing because you got to hit people where they need be. Right? I mean, you can't just... Are you going to tell somebody the spiritual things when their stomach is growling and they're sitting in this? Well, they've done a great job there. And uh, I'll tell you, Daniel and his wife, Judith... Danielle and Ulith, I think, uh, they basically are running the day-to-day ministry, right? And so he's teaching the leaders, 75 of them, coming up for the kids in summer 
for the summer programs. And they basically came up through the community. So we're seeing it work. The plan is working. Where And it doesn't take long. Kids grow up fast. Next thing you know, they're young adults. And here they are. They know the Lord. They love the Lord. They know what it's like to be in that situation. And basically headed for something uh, really dire. Something they can get into will be very difficult to get out of once they do. But here's what happened during COVID. They, uh, they basically shut the country down. It's one of those places where the government can say, it's shut down. Nothing. Nothing happens. Nothing's going to happen. They're in these remote villages. And so what are they? They barely are eating now. And they, they, they set about. They said, our mission now is basically to feed these people. And the one hill, they call it, that I tried to walk up, which I almost got up there, but you don't get a shirt for that. And I had to ride the, the four-wheel drive, barely makes it. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Um, and, that, and, and they took rice, big 100-pound or 50-pound sacks of rice, and put it on a donkey's back. And that's how people get up and down there. And that's, that's what they did. Valador is the name of the place. So think about all them out there. They got one of the most vibrant churches I've ever seen in my life, and I guess so. You know, when you come up there and you're saving their lives, you care enough about them to go to that effort to get there, to, to, to feed them. Um, and boy, they'll listen. What do you got to say? What's, what's a good word? You tell me, because I am listening right here. And that's kind of the way the Cubs mission works. And documentaries coming out on the 27th, uh, an hour and a half documentary live. It will be a recorded version later on in the year, but a, a live on Facebook. And I posted the link to it on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Check it out. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The Sound of Life. Jehovah Jireh, you probably heard that before. If you've been around church for a while, yeah, we like to use the old Hebrew, like we think sometimes. Uh, but he is providing for you. i just give you an idea. I just got back from the Dominican Republic, of course. And uh, they've always been told, you know, come down in the summer if you really want to be warm. You know, we always take a winter vacation, right? We like to do that closer to the equator where it's nice and warm in the winter and the water's even warm and stuff. Well, now it's not playing around. <laughs> it's uh, it's already uh, feels like 80-something. You know, today will feel like 100. Normal day there in the Dominican Republic. Pretty amazing. Kids don't mind. People, A lot of people just go along. That's kind of the way it is, right? Loving stuff in sports. Uh, when in, in sports seems to be like a great outlet for people to express their faith. He's the newly minted coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. That is a big deal. He's 48 years old. And uh, as the general uh, general manager was announcing him, you know, it's pretty, pretty amazingly. He said, first of all, first of all, I want to thank God. Coming from where I come from, I was raised in a household with strong spiritual faith, Belief in God and his son, Jesus Christ. So I want to start with that. Everything I've been able to overcome in my life, along with the people around me, it's been that spirit that was instilled in me as a youngster. And he jokingly thanked the teams that passed on him. You kind of wonder sometimes, don't you, about those things. You know, it's, I mean, we're all human beings and stuff. So, you know, I'm sure he doesn't mind. It makes it uh, more, he, he can see it, right? He can see the dynamics of what's happening in his life. It's amazing. He once played in the NBA, 
coached in the NBA for some big teams and stuff. And uh, isn't it inspiring to see here's a head coach. He's going to be on TV a lot. And he's expressing his faith very openly, his faith in Jesus. Pretty good. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. First day of summer. It's weird, isn't it? It's like, uh, wait a minute, we've had a lot of summer. I don't know. Something on the calendar. It actually is the most daylight of the year, if you haven't noticed yet. <laughs> so, but I don't recommend, for safety's sake, I would still run my headlights. I think some people are like, you know what? I can go all the way to work this morning without putting my headlights on. <clears throat> let's, let them, let's let them do that in other unsafe states. Okay, do that. Oh, I love it when a masterpiece is found, right? You got to love those stories. The whole family way back in the day in North Carolina, kid found a big rock. Oh, it sure was shiny. They used it for a doorstop for years until a visitor said, that's gold right there, son. That changed things. And <laughs> amazing. Well, this they knew was a painting, but uh, it was just there over a bed in Enfield, North London. The owner inherited it from her father over 30 years ago. You know, thought, man, it's nice. I'll just put it over the bed there and things like that. And uh, it was discovered, of course, by someone who thought, you know, wait a minute. (laughs) That's a famous painting right there. It happens to be the depiction of the Madonna and child by a man named Filipino Lippi. Um, And it was, as I said, we're talking about something that was done in the 1400s. All right. So they decided, well, we should auction this thing off right here. Now, you know, sometimes uh, I have to tell you the story coming up in a few minutes about uh, Bob, a man I know in Delaware who was offered some money. But they sold it. You know, they said, well, we've seen it. We've had it for 30 years. Might as well let somebody else do it. Yeah, might as well take over $400,000 for it. It's a thing, right? But it is interesting, right, how it is a real spiritual picture there of how you've been hanging around For a while, probably, maybe totally unnoticed. Maybe you think you're unnoticed, but God has created a masterpiece in you. Yes. And it's interesting how it just needs to be discovered. There you go. How about that? The sound of life. How you doing today? All right, Monica, are you okay? How can we pray for you, ma'am? I think the only thing that I could obviously ask for you guys to pray for is my grandmother. Um, We've been struggling with her with dementia and you know, it's been a it's been a, a long couple of years with her. So, if anything, I'd I'd like to pray for her, please. Yeah, we sure will. I've been one of my friends told me about your show um, about four years ago, and I've been listening listening to it ever since, and it's gotten me through it tremendously. So, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for sharing, Monica. We certainly lift up you and your grandmother and your family in prayer for God's peace and provision during this time that God grieves with you. And we know that God will be with you. May you feel his love today, Jesus' name. All right? Okay. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. Welcome. Uh, It is uh, the time we think about flip-flops and beach towels and sunglasses because that's what you think about when you think about summer. And it is officially summer 
beginning, at least on the calendar today. This is the summer solstice, which means the most daylight we have. And so we know what happens after this, but it'll take a while, right? We got some beautiful weather ahead. And uh, I was thinking to have a little fun this morning, kind of tap in maybe to what Jim Gaffigan's thoughts were on summer. Might want to gather around the radio back in like, like you did back in the old days. Check it out there, right? There's pressure to enjoy summer, right? right? It's right. almost a panic. Because there's an expectation of fun during summer. Summer's presented as a vacation. Summer vacation does kind of set up an adulthood of disappointment. That first job, you're like, I have to go to work in July? <laughs> you did. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Last week I was in the Dominican Republic. I've been there a couple of times uh, on the North Island there with uh, Cups Mission, as it's commonly called, Crossover Cups Mission. A couple of years ago we partnered with them as they were expanding into villages outside on the hillsides, outside of the town, really, of Sasua which is right on the coast, which is made up of what they call boutique resorts, which basically is a hotel with a pool and a restaurant. And uh, the one we say, it's very nice. The owner's a Christian. That's really cool there. Um, You pretty much eat the same thing every day, but it's very nutritious, you know? And so it's really good stuff. The idea is to get out into the villages where the children are growing up without much. And uh, they are at risk. They really are. I mean, if you learn English in school, then you can go far, as you might well imagine. Um, but uh, the chances of these kids learning English and even being in school is pretty slim. And Mike Williams sees that. Jack Easton sees that. So are the people there. Also, everybody needs the gospel. It goes hand in hand. And so you meet physical, real needs and you say... They get your attention when you do that. You know, you give a kid a basketball and a uniform and a place to play basketball and some instruction, you've got their attention. They'll listen to what you have to say for a while. They know that. So people are really coming up over the years. The young kids are growing up. They're becoming leaders there now. It's pretty amazing. But some people have characterized my view of it as that's kind of harsh. You know, there's people there that have money. You know, it's not all like real. You you characterize it like it's just dire poverty and things. Well, where I am, and I invite you to take a tour if you anybody can go there. Um, it's pretty poor, um, and it's of course these are the villages. A lot of people that go there on vacation and stuff never get to see those. Of course, most of the main resorts are far east of that, out on at Punta Cana, on the east end of the island. That's where the big resorts are. There is the city of Porta Plata, which I fly into. That's over a million people there. And that's a regular city, pretty much. Just happened that Sasua became a place where foreigners could come for cheap thrills. That's basically the way it is. The exchange rate is phenomenal, you know. And, of course, the weather is all the time. And it just kind of happened to work out that way. It's not the only place in the world by any means it's like that. Um, I got criticized the first time I went really out of the country. I went to Jamaica and I, with Operation Christmas Child, I was in Kingston, Jamaica. Trenchtown, Kingston, Jamaica. That's where I was. Um, I, you know, very similar. I mean, I've never seen a place in the United States. I've never seen an auto parts place that had a wall around it with rolled barbed wire across the top of the wall. 
Um, and, I, and that's pretty common in countries, you know, which you would probably characterize as third world countries. Okay. Now, with that said, there is affluence that comes in and out. There are people there, especially in Kingston. It's really growing city. I mean, there's, you know, it's nice places, uh, but proportionally, you know. But I, again, and I want to say I have been to places that are third world right next to places that are first top of the world, the peak, the point, the top pinnacle of uh, success, or I should say, uh, you know, money. And that would be in Florida, in uh, Naples, Marco Island, Florida. We had a group of high school seniors that my wife and I and some others were chaperoning that were going there to work for Habitat for Humanity. And when people in the airport said, where are you guys headed? What are you going to do? They said, well, we're going to work for Habitat for Humanity. We're headed to Naples, Florida. And they almost fell over. They spit their coffee out. <laughs> there's, there's poverty in Marco, you know, where the jets land, private jets landing all the time. I mean, you know. And they're like, yes, it is. And you don't see it. You can drive right past it and not see it. There are vast uh, farms there, big corporate farms, and they require a lot of labor. And that labor is living in shacks right behind the pine trees, and a lot of people don't realize it. I wouldn't say it was uh, servanthood, but it's close. Uh, and there are places like that in the United States and, of course, all over the world where you want a job. Okay, uh, here's where you live. You pay your rent to me. And, oh, by the way, your food comes from me and you pay for your food. So basically, you know, what you get paid, you just pay right back for a shack with running spigot of water outside and food, whatever that is. You know, and it all goes right back in. There's no opportunity Really, how are you gonna how are you gonna get ahead like that? How are you gonna grow like that? And so organizations come in there and help these people, and boy, they really take responsibility and stuff. So it, it is interesting when you have an area and and a lot of areas like that where you ha especially where you have affluence, then you know probably not that far away as being supported by people who are in dire straits, really. Uh, you know, and so anyway, I'm just saying. I just as Mike Williams, the co-founder of Cups Mission there in the Dominican Republic, said, "There's villages even all over the Dominican, not just theirs. They're not the only ones. You know, you can just take a walk through and start praying for people, and I'm sure it'll bless them." <laughs> a great way to start your day. Go ahead, make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. Smile as we do when we go out on the street in Sasua in the Dominican Republic. We go out on the street at night. We don't, we don't uh, point fingers at people. Uh, God's not pointing a finger at you. Whatever you've done, you know. Uh, but those people that we're talking to are usually not allowed in church. You know, just like they weren't in Jesus' time, right? But we embrace them as well. We hug them and we love them and we tell them Jesus loves them, no matter what they've been told. And boy, the emotions just pour out. It's a very rewarding experience. That song always reminds me of that because it's really true. People are like, what am I going to do? What does God want me to do today? Tell people about him and his love, the same love that he showed you. It's kind of the way it works there. It's kind of really cool. One of the things I know I was playing this, bad planning on my part. I am Joe, and uh, I kind of wanted to uh, give you a little warm weather recipe now that it's, I mean, officially the first day of summer. 
Certainly not the warmest day we've had or will have, but uh, I did get to talk to Nancy uh, not long ago who was out on the beach on a apparently pretty warm day, and I want to get a recipe, but how is it out there on the beach, Nancy? Hot. <laughs> it is very hot today, and the water is still cold, but boy, it feels awesome. When you yeah. go in it, and it's clear, you can see the two lighthouses, because I'm in Fairfield. There's two lighthouses you can see, and it's beautiful. I heard beautiful. kids squealing, so that must be a good sign. Yeah, a lot of people. Not right. not crazy, but yeah, a lot of people still. You never know. Yeah, still a lot of people. Well, I was calling you to see, to get a hot weather recipe. Hot weather recipe. Pasta salad. Pasta salad? Yeah. Okay. So, no mayonnaise. I take tri-color pasta, and I cook it. In the last three minutes, I throw in fresh broccoli. And then I take, I when it's done, I drain it and mix it with grape tomatoes, olives, sugar salt peas, and Italian dressing. And it's great. Wow. You can or subtract anything you want, but it's a great recipe because you don't have to worry about, you know, mayonnaise when you're going somewhere. It goes with everything. So it's really good. I'm healthy. Mm, sounds good. Thank you, Nancy. Yes. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The sound of life. Boy, life is precious. And if you don't think so, or if you want an illustration of it, uh, how about a mother seeing a child in danger, right? Uh, that is really amazing. Apparently, dad's really good skill is holding a... Uh, baby in his arms while catching a fly ball at the stadium. <laughs> but mom's skills, I think, go way beyond that. This is one of the most amazing stories I've ever heard. In case you don't think that they're mountain lions about, I'm not saying there are in our area. I know they're out there in the country, though. This happens in Colorado, and I know what you're thinking. Well, of course, but Wow, to prove that she would stop at nothing to protect her child, her five-year-old's playing outside. She heard him scream, rushed out, and to her horror, I'm going to paint an image in your mind there just to tell you real quick. He had an unexpected playmate, which was a mountain lion. Now, was he playing with the child? Probably. But this cat... On top of her son with his head in its mouth. The mother summoned her inner mama grizzly. You better believe it. You can feel it coming up right now, can't you? <laughs> right off the pride, the jaws open to rescue her son. And it kind of reminds us of illustrations in scripture of God's fierce love for you, my friend, as a mom for the child. Right, And you better believe it is a fierce, fierce love. Heavenly Father, as baby birds find protection under their mother's wings, may we find refuge under the shield of your faithfulness. The Sound of Life. If you heard rustling, tussling, a brawl, if you will, going on, and you woke up in the middle of the night, checked your ring security camera, and found they were they're in the carport. Get the dogs, right? Nobody likes bears. 
<laughs> tussling in their carport. She shouted at the dogs. The dogs barked, and, well, they scared those wild animals away. And she lives in a place. Her name is uh, Lisa Quick. She lives in a place where they have bears. People who have bears know how to handle bears, right? Sure you do. Yes, Cup of Joe, morning show hotline. Yes, ma'am. Hi, I really yeah. enjoy Sound of Life Radio. Today, they were talking about a bear and uh, not to wave at the bear or whatever, because one, I guess, came in somebody's house and there was a problem. They need to make a lot of noise. Mm. Bang pots and pans together, throw firecrackers out the door <laughs> or whatever. That'll cause him to run away and not want to come back. Right. But, um, you know, you need to make a lot of noise. Okay? My father was a part ranger so that's how i know about black bears anyway this only pertains to black bears with loud noise thank you reaching the heart of the northeast the sound of life i'm looking at history forgive me but i in the last um, i don't know radio career wise i really love history too bad i didn't have that when i was in school huh but today it was a big day uh, really around the world because England was so influential around the world in 1772. No colony jokes, please. This is pretty serious. Slavery was outlawed in England on this day in 1772. That's a major ordeal. That affected a lot of the world there and affected a lot of people. And one person was used by God that spearheaded that. His name was William Wilberforce. He was a young, up-and-coming, dashing, well-spoken man. Everybody said, you need to get into Parliament. So he did, and he's in Parliament. And he comes under the auspices of a pastor by the name of John Newton. And he realizes how horrible slavery is. And he's in a position to do something. But he's like, pastor, in Parliament? Really? I don't know if I'm going to be any good there. And you know what he said, of course, using the Queen Esther model God has put you in this position for this time. And he fought and fought and fought. And if you've seen the movie, read the history, of course, you know that. In this country, a little bit later on, we had a man named John Quincy Adams, who was president of the United States and retired and came out of retirement, got back into Congress so he could fight slavery. Why does God use one person as a as a spearhead, you know, why? I'm sure Moses is thinking there's lots of other well-spoken people here that would do much better than me. <laughs> why do I have to be the one to go up there, you know, to face the scorn and the ridicule and the looks that they're going to give me? Why is it me? I don't know the answer to that. All I know is there is quite a history uh, of God using in the Bible and in our history of the world, using one person, at least to be the person who started everything and to be the you know fight for it. William Wilberforce was an old man by now. He was close to the end of his life. And yet God in his mercy let him see the results of what he had so desperately fought for. And so my prayer for you today is if you've, you know, you're that one person, may God encourage you and love on you like nobody else in the world. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up, do something. The Sound of Life. In my 
thrill trip to the Dominican Republic with Cup's Mission, our partnership there. The young lady was asking me about what my radio show was like. She listens to the bridge out of Dover, Delaware. Fine, fine station. So she's in her 20s and things, you know, and I might have exaggerated a wee bit when I told her I explained things that are unexplainable. <laughs> so I thought I would kind of, well, not really explain it because they can't explain it other than the fact that, well, you decide whether it was created by intelligent design or whether this just happened over millions of years of gene mutation. And I'm talking about elephant seals, uh, as you may suspect. If you, right away you got a picture of an incredibly large animal that's a little mm, maybe doofus looking <laughs> sitting on a beach. You're correct. They uh, they're 20 feet long. They weigh over 8,000 pounds. Hence the name elephant seals. All right. So <clears throat> they found out and they've been studying these things for 11 years. And they tagged a hundred of them, and they found out some amazing things about this creature, which really shows you, in a broad picture, how God really works. Because it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, God will work with you in some amazing ways. First of all, they travel 6,000 miles a year in the ocean. Now, bear in mind, they tracked these guys for over 11 years. They're trying to get a handle on how and why the pregnant elephant seals manage to return to their breeding beaches from thousands of miles away. Now, other animals do that. They come back to the same spot. But not only that, they're pregnant. And when they come back, guess what the average length of time before they give birth is? Five days. <laughs> okay. So picture that. They got to know when to say, honey, it's time. Let's go. We've got 6,000 miles to travel. We need to go now. Something like that. I don't know. I can only imagine. But it is incredible. I mean, they have a built-in GPS. Yes, animals have that, which is amazing in itself. But they, not, they know where they are and how long it's got to take to get where they go. Which is absolutely incredible. I just woke up. <laughs> I know what you mean. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. You know, school cafeterias, I remember them. They've always been the same. And they don't know how many students, how much food they're going to need. So pretty much every day they prepare too much food. All right. So they've partnered in recent years with nonprofits to package that leftover food and get it to people who need the food. So it takes care of two problems. Uh, you don't have wasted food and people who need food get it. Where did that idea come from? Some smart school administrator? Not that you're not smart or government official. Not that you're not smart. No, it came from the early church. All right. And the Apostle Paul actually, because he traveled to the different churches, and he knew that there would be um, the Macedonian church. They were had a lot of hardships. And he knew that the Corinthian church, hey, you know what? You guys can help them out because you have an abundance. 
If you take some of your abundance and just supply what they need, everything would be cool. I don't want you suffering because you're giving, but you have an abundance and you can give to them and you'll relieve that. See, it's really a very cool idea. Really? When, and, and that's why we do it. That's why you do it. You may not realize it, but that's why you do it. You see others in need. You know, you kind of evaluate, well, have I got something that I could give to them? Right? It's not going to hurt me to give it up. I will joyfully give it up and give it to somebody who will be flabbergasted to get it. It's kind of the way it works. And it's a really cool system, right? Father, awaken us to the needs of others that we might give of resources that you have given us thank you jesus wow the cup of joe morning show with joe hunter might as well get up do something the sound of life really cool social media post recently dallas jenkins with a man with his arms around him and tears in his eyes and he said this man messaged me over five years ago at four in the morning in the lowest moment of my career He didn't know it. The caller didn't know it. He said, God prompted me out of the blue to call you at four in the morning. I don't even know if he knew where they were, but he did. And he told Dallas Jenkins, it's not your job to feed the 5,000. It's only to provide the loaves and the fish. And this man obeyed. And Dallas Jenkins said, my life was changed forever. And out of that... The Chosen series was born. Dallas Jenkins is the director of The Chosen, of which they were doing day two where they feed the 5,000. And he decided to fly Alex in so he could see the results of his prompting. Dallas said, I'd never met him in person before. Kind of probably going to be blubbering all day long because of that. Isn't that encouraging? God prompting you today? Yeah. And and I say... Oh, you've got to admit, that is pretty neat. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up do something. The Sound of Life. I love it when police officers responding to a disturbance. Turns out, maybe it's kids playing basketball on the street. That was a cool incident right there. This time, they were responding to a gas leak call, which could be very serious. It was to an apartment complex. A lot of the children must have been scared. A lot of children were there, and a mom saw one of the police officers trying to calm her daughter and niece. You know what he was doing? The best thing you could possibly do, play dolls with them. (laughs) You heard me correctly. Play dolls with them. That's what he was doing right there. It's pretty cool. And somebody saw it and filmed it. (laughs) And since then, Officer Fleming has uh, known as... (laughs) No, he's known as a really cool guy is what he is because Alicia Roper Boswell is the one that filmed it. And she said, you know what? A lot of kids in this neighborhood are scared of the cops. And he's going way above beyond what he should be doing. You know, I mean, he's doing the right thing. Because they learned that to trust them. And like he said, the police officer said, I'm here to protect you. I'm here. That's my job, to serve the community. Pretty cool attitude. And it is. It's right. So as everybody says, if he's a catalyst to these young people, regardless of race, creed, color, or religion, then that can be a positive change. Everybody said, yeah, that's really, really cool deal. Loving that story. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh! 
you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The sound of life. You know, there's a couple of thinking, would you do this? Go back and live like it was 1930s. I'm not sure why they picked the 30s, unless they like the fashion, which is a possibility. But Lisa and Neil, they watch black and white TV. Now, 30s, I don't know. My dad uh, heard about Pearl Harbor on the radio in his family in Raleigh growing up. They own a 1930s fridge. Wasn't sure about that. Drive a car. That's almost 100 years old, obviously. Listen to music on gramophones. They have wardrobes bursting full of original 1930s fashion. I'm thinking that's what it is. There were some interesting, good things. Families found time to have fun with neighbors, friends, relatives, and each other. Didn't have a lot of money. And board games became real popular in the 1930s, like Monopoly, Scrabble, you know, good stuff. Still play those at the lake on vacation, if you will. You know, it was tough for a lot of people. My mom grew up on a farm in eastern North Carolina. She said we never knew we were poor because we had food. And that's a big deal, you know. Some people were very aware when being in a soup line, things like that. And so it was a tough time. It's hard to tell. You know, I mean... I give them a go. I mean, I, I, I kind of like the mom that said, "Hey, we're gonna, you're gonna live this summer like it was 1989," <laughs> and she knows what it was like because she was there, talking about having more fun outdoors. One thing about 1930, though, you never heard anybody say, "I'm not a cat" on a computer screen. That's you're lying. That's not. I'm not a cat. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Got a little question for you that. Uh, Don't get too excited. It's just a theoretical thing, but you can figure it out, right? It's posted on Instagram by Skip Guy Eddie. Love them. They're amazing. But I digress. Imagine this. If you had $86,400 in your account this morning, all right? Oh, (laughs) and somebody stole $10 from you. Would you get all upset and throw all the remaining $86,390 away in the hopes of getting back at that person? Or would you move on and live? Right? It's like 10 bucks, right? Well, we all have 86,400 seconds in each day. Don't let someone's negative 10 seconds ruin the remaining 86,390. You know what I'm saying? Don't sweat the small stuff, because my friend, life is bigger than that. Yeah. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Got a question for you. If you won a Nobel Peace Prize, would you auction it off? I mean, you're thinking, boy, that'd have to be really good, wouldn't it? I mean, for me to, to it's worth a lot of money. And to be able to say, I'm going to auction off, I'm not claiming the prize. It, uh, Dmitry Muratov did that. As you may suspect, he's a Russian. He's a journalist. Russian journalist. And he won the Nobel Peace Prize, a Nobel Peace Prize, and he auctioned it off for over $100 million. And he had a very good cause. Maybe that raised the price of it. I don't know. Maybe it's $29.95 normally, but, you know, to go to help kids in the United Nations Children's Refugee Fund, um, maybe maybe people said, hey, you know what? I'm going to give for that. So in any event, that was a uh, that was a pretty big deal, I would now say. That's what I'm talking about. 
The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The Sound of Life. Cup of Joe Morning Show here on The, the sound, sound of Life. life. Whoa, Here's today's whoa, whoa. faith builder from God's Word to you. Whoa, stop. Whoa, what are you doing? My goodness gracious. We got to get on the phone there. <laughs> Cup of Joe Morning Show Hotline. Who's this? Diane Munyon. Really? Diane. Where do you really? live? Where do you live, Diane? We live in we live in Queensbury. <laughs> yes, you do. I want to tell you, you are one of the winners of the fabulous fun summer giveaway. So we, you got a check for you for five hundred dollars, Diane. That's incredible. That is so exciting. Thank you. You are certainly certainly welcome. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a participant. You know, and uh, well, it just came up that way. I hope it's okay. It's <laughs> incredible, incredible. I listen every morning, and I just never would call my name. So this is incredible. How you doing this summer? Well, we're doing good. We're doing good. We're kind of laying low, but now maybe we'll plan a, a fun day trip, take my grandson somewhere, uh, maybe to Boston or something like that. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Bears in the news lately, and um, again... Another bear surprising, and they wouldn't want to be a guest in an Airbnb and then have a bear come in there. It would be described as extremely aggressive. Now, this wasn't around here, but I know things like this have happened around the Hudson Valley, especially going west of Kingston, now 28, like down 209, Hurley, things like that, you know. Uh, although, <laughs> they, they get excited. We've had... A bear come around the radio station We and got in a garbage can, of course. We saw him on the security camera. I thought, oh, no, here we go. And so we took all the garbage out of it, and he came back again. But there was nothing in there. So then now we haven't seen him since. <laughs> so that's good. But these people were scared. They just went and hid in the bedrooms, locked the doors and everything. The bear came in there and just basically destroyed the house looking for food. They uh, they did manage to get their cell phones and called authorities, and they came out. And the bear was a mother with three cubs waiting in a tree outside the three cubs. So, But you have to think, right? You're thinking what I'm thinking. You have to think that at one time, maybe somebody from that house fed the bears. Why would they do that? You know, that's... You just don't feed wild animals. There's a way that they get their food, and that's, uh, <laughs> you don't want it to be your house. That's the thing. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Well, the fabulous, fun summer giveaway. Boy, that was fun for me. Oh, it was fun for you as well, too. It has concluded, and we'd like to thank the sponsors, because couldn't have done it without the Port Ewan Diner right there on 9W. Port Ewan, right by the Boses there. And the Great Commission Church, right here in Kingston. Thank you guys very, very much. Absolutely. Port Ewan Diner, Great Commission Church. Thank you so much sponsoring it. And of course, the winners, uh, Diane and Charlie, as he is affectionately known. Diane and Charlie. Couldn't believe it. And uh, for Charlie, it was like getting brakes fixed probably on the car. For Diane, well, you know, we were going to lay low this summer, but maybe we'll get some of the, uh, the the grandkids and take them to Boston or something like that. So it's really pretty cool how that works out. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and the walking and the 
words putting into sentence doing. The Sound of Life. Interesting day today in history. It was in 1947. Kenneth Arnold, an American pilot, reported seeing, quote, strange objects near Mount Rainier, Washington. He described them as, and I quote, saucers skipping across the water. In 1947, a pilot, saucers skipping across the water. Hence the term flying saucers was born. Yes, well, he uh, immediately was instructed to land and his mom said, come in, it's time for dinner. That's the way it is. The sound of life. Cup of Joe boarding show right here. And as Jim Gaffigan said, well, we're in summer. And for some reason, there's like this pressure during summer to, you know, like go somewhere, go on vacation. Or like he says, we put up all that horrible weather, the worst weather of the year. Now it's nice out. Let's go someplace, you know. So I want to know, are you are you planning a, a vacation or anything like that? Yes, Andy, you guys going on anywhere? Yeah, my wife and I are planning to go away for a couple of days. We're, we're planning to go to uh, Pennsylvania Dutch country for a couple of days. Good for you. I hope it's a real blessing for you, Andy. I really do. Good, good deal. Thank you. Thank you. I just, I just want to say my wife and I really enjoy listening to the Sound of Life. It's always inspirational, and it's always something to listen to and something before I listen. <laughs> and basically, I think it's virtually the only station we really listen to. Occasionally, switch to something here and there, but okay, we always come back. The Sound of Life. I am Joe Friday, feeling good. Pockets of fog around the Hudson Valley. I think it's caused by the Hudson River. And then the wind, whatever, kind of blows up. Anyway, never mind. Um, beautiful sunshine. What is he saying? He's losing his mind. Like one of those ladies, like Dolly and Ruby. Let's face it. They are they're <clears throat> old ladies, okay? But they're funny because they were talking about their grandchildren. And Dolly goes, you know, every year I send each of my grandchildren a card, a pretty generous check inside. I never hear from neither of them. I never get a thank you message. And Ruby says, well, I too send them a very generous check. I hear from them within a week after they receive it. In fact, they each pay me a personal visit. Wow, said Dolly. How come? Very simple. (laughs) I don't sign the check. You're despicable. Listener supported The Sound of Life. Nice Friday morning. I'm glad that we're not having a python roundup like they are in Florida. They're starting their annual python roundup. They are native to Southeast Asia. These snakes. Do you want to know how big they can get? You don't want to know. I I looked at it. I I can't unsee this. Last year, they have to do this. They have to have this contest to round them all up to try to restore the ecosystem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the one in your backyard. Wow, we. But bears have been in the uh, in the news like all week since I've been back. And I've been relating all these bear stories to you. And we have areas in our listing area, you know, that, that have quite the bear stories. And I'd love to hear from them. Hotline's always there for you. It's amazing. The protection you have to do on your garbage and stuff. But the latest one happened in Florida. The deputies uh, had to call for backup, and an unexpected visitor showed up at the sheriff's office. It was a black bear, uh, Martin County. 
and they posted on the Facebook that the, the bear showed up outside the building uh, Monday night. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission was summoned to the scene, and they took command of the situation. Maybe they lured him with jelly donuts. I don't know. The bear calmly walked away shortly afterward. Personally, I kind of think it's probably a New York bear, you know, is in Florida. Probably down there with his uncle or something. And he probably got fed jelly donuts, which you never want to do. But as we all know, what to do to get rid of bears. Make a lot of noise. Yeah. Bang pots and pans together. Throw firecrackers out the door or whatever. That'll cause him to run away and not want to come back. Yeah. Hey. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. So there's this bee story. There's always a bee story about a bunch of bees being taken out of a house. You know, we're in an old house. Turns out they were in the in the uh, walls between the outside and the inside. You know, they'll be there for a year. I, I, I know we have them here in the soffits uh, near the front door of the radio. I know they are, but I'm not going to look because I don't want to know. You know, as long as they don't bother me. I don't want to know. I had a, a friend that ended up, he uh, found bees outside his A-frame house in the soffit, and they pulled, it was, they had built a whole, I mean, the thing was 10 feet long, you know, a, a, a hive. But normally, they, they don't bother you, right? But there's a funny story. I thought it was, anyway. I follow a couple of people on YouTube that will video their f- private jet flights. Okay, I know you're like what? But they set up pretty cool cameras, and you can see outside and inside the cockpit and all that stuff. And so you know they'll tell you about where they're going. They're in uh, Tampa, you know, and they're going to fly to Indianapolis and all this. And they're going to and they go, "Wait, I got storms or whatever in the middle." And and it really is interesting, I think. But one day, uh, one of the jets that this man flies, private jet. It's not real big. I mean, it only seats about six people. Private jet. It has a cartoon bee on one of the engines. And the story behind that was, well, he got it painted. A place in Pennsylvania specializes in it. They painted the jet. And when he came back, they had this cute little bee on the side of it. And they said, we just did it as a joke. We can take it off. And he said, no, leave it on. It's a really cool story. So what happened was he was in Houston, and the jet was going to spend the night outside, and there was a storm coming through, but he didn't put covers over the engines and stuff like they can. He said it's a real pain. A lot of times they blow off and everything. He didn't think the storm was too bad. That wasn't too bad. So the next day he's out there and uh, looking, they walk around the jet and stuff. Everything looked good, right? He gets in there. And he goes to start the engine, and it starts to start, but then it kind of shuts off. The, the, something that the pressure wasn't right, and he shut the engine off, the whole process. And he opens the door of the jet and looks out, and there is thousands of bees on the side of the engine. They're all dead and stuff, you know. And one of the people that work at the airport was standing outside, and he looked up and he goes, oh, that's where they went. And he's like, excuse me? That's where they went. He said, yeah. He said, yesterday, all those, there's a bunch of bees on the fuel truck. We didn't know how to get them off. So they obviously, the queen obviously decided that inside of his jet engine was a great place for them to be. Not so much.
and cost a lot of money to get it fixed. I don't know how they towed it to Pennsylvania to get it fixed, but anyway. But since they got the engine redone and stuff, he got it repainted. And so he had this little B on the side of it. So when people said, how come you got a little B on the side of your engine? And he could tell them that B story, you know. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the sound of life. The Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.